Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On this week's episode of the Green Street Hammer Podcast, we have a very special edition, our very first guest edition, episode number one. We're going to talk to two special guests. We're going to get their reasons as to why West Ham, their West Ham experiences, and then we'll briefly touch on the Aston Villa match. So keep it locked on the Instagram Hammers podcast. All right, well, welcome back to the Green Street Hammers podcast. Uh, you have a one-man crew tonight, myself, Jeremiah, and we're kind of doing a special edition, something that we haven't done before, where we're going out, reaching out, interviewing the fans. So tonight... We have two guests. The first one we have you with you, sorry, blah, 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 is uh, is Bradley from New Orleans. Bradley, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well, doing well. Kind of hot down here, but uh, making it through. You know, we can substitute that. We're already getting the uh, early fall, I guess, if you call it out here in Colorado. We get like like two days of fall, so it's not like no you kidding. guys. Are, Until it hits you get, Yeah. You know how you guys get like 10 months of summer? We yeah. We get like you know, 10 months of winter. Anyway, dude. Glad to get you on. Obviously, the first time we met, well, we met through Twitter, but actually yeah. getting to meet in person was Vegas. Um, what a great West experience, right? USA. Oh, yeah. It was great to see so many different fans from all over, and uh, the amount of West Ham love that we have across America, people willing to fly out, uh, you know, four or five, six hours to uh, meet with each other and to meet uh, the English lads from uh, from abroad. That was fantastic as well. Yeah, it was funny. I laughed a little bit. You know, you talked to Baz and, and Dave and those guys, and they're like, man, you guys treat us like we're celebrities. I'm like, you know, <laughs> to a way, you kind of are. Like, yeah. Um, and it's funny, you'll, you'll mention a theme tonight, guys, as you're listening, or whenever you're going to be listening to this, that both the guests are from that Las Vegas event, the West Ham Way USA event. I'm not going to give away just yet who the other guest is. But um, anyway, talking to Bradley now. Dude, I want to talk to you. Obviously, you know, the club chose you, that whole deal. But when did that happen? When did you become a West Ham fan? You know, uh, so I'm a newbie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that. Um, but I would have to say, just like, uh, as we are Americans, and there's an ev- evangelical tradition where uh, people see the light and they come to something and become super, um, super fans or super, uh, super on fire about their faith, their religion, or their love for West Ham. Um, I actually was, was interested in the Premier League. I wanted to get into it. Um, I'd actually gone to, believe it or not, um, a girlfriend of mine. She wanted me to come to one of her matches. She's a soccer player, football player, uh, excellent winger slash striker. She said, oh, come, come watch me play soccer. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be boring. But uh, I started watching her play, and just the movement of the game thrilled me and i was like why well, i've been meaning to get into the premier league all i know is arsenal and um, manchester united so i have to find my own team and so i started looking around and i really wanted um i didn't want a top six team i didn't want a team who had it easy i wanted a team who had the character and resolve 
and we're a little bit uh, like I would say a, a bigger club or a tried and true club, um, but who we're going to have to fight for it. Um, West Ham popped up, so I was like kind of flirting with them, considering them, like looking into them, um, as well as some other teams. And uh, believe it or not, I've I don't know if I have a crazy masochistic side, but it was after um, only two years ago, two or three years ago, the uh, Burnley match. Um, I read an article and uh, I saw James, Big James Collins, Ginger Pele, uh, his full ginger beard, like y- yelling at a pitch invader and Mark Noble right, tussling yeah. on the floor with somebody. And um, it wasn't that they were fighting fans because that was a horrible thing. But uh, what, what Ginger said was, um, he's like, Noble and I love this team. We've loved this team since childhood. I see Noble's heart break when he has to deal with the situation happening right now. And it was actually that moment that I was sold because I didn't want one of these teams where big money players are going in and out. It's all for the glory of the uh, euro or the pound note or the dollar bill. I wanted a team where somebody was like, this is my family. This is my country. This is my club. And um, they were willing to put all their, all their selves, their body on the line for the club. So is that at moment I was like, West Ham's the one. Like, never mind any Tottenham or Liverpool or Southampton or whoever the teams I was looking into. Uh, West Ham just kind of like chose me. So that was kind of the first. It was, believe it or not, like the worst time. Probably mm. one of the worst times I say in West Ham history. Um, was the was the point I fell in love with them. So <laughs> yeah. no high expectations for uh, no. That's that's for glory. That's good, dude. You got to keep the bar low for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny enough, that same game, I remember watching it and trying not to freak out because my kids were watching it with me. And oh, I thought wow. to myself, at that point, I was like, we're, we're going to get, we could possibly get relegated. And uh, yeah. when I became a West Ham fan, the, the first season was just their first time, their promotion back up. Coming up, the, uh, no kidding. Yeah, coming up season. And I watched a little bit. I actually went to a game. And I got to got to see that first coming up season. So I've never really been a part of the championship, but obviously it wasn't going to flick away yeah. from the team. I wasn't going to do that. But I was thinking to myself, how in America are we going to get to watch that? Uh, yeah. Funny enough, I I laughed a little bit inside my head when you were talking about the girlfriend that you had at the time that was uh, was a soccer fan, or she played soccer here in the U.S. Yeah. And uh, you said that you liked like kind of the fluidity and the the kind of grace of the passing and whatnot back oh, and forth. Yeah. It's we, we see that now at West Ham, but I guarantee if yes. you were a, a fan a while back, we might not have seen that too much. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, that's great. And the thing I love about West Ham, the thing I love about the fans is when you talk about just how you became, it, it seems like every single time it's, it's I didn't want a top six team, you know, unless yeah. you're from there. If you're born into it, but a lot of us aren't born into it, right? Myself, you, right. a bunch of other people. But we chose it because of... The, the players of the reason yeah. behind it, the blue collarness of it, if you will. And um, that's yeah, the, the blue, best. The blue so collar part of it really got me because um, I'm a carpenter, now a construction mm-hmm. director at a nonprofit. And uh, th- that those crossed hammers for me, you mm-hmm. know, sweating, sweating my, you know, my sweat coming from my brow, my aching body out there trying to uh, do right in the world and kind of fighting against a lot of elements and stuff. Um, when I saw those crossed hammers, that was like another like indicator that like, oh, this is working class club. And that's what's continued my love for West Ham because the people I meet and really the whole narrative of this English football thing is when you've gone through a hard day at work, hard week at work, 
you got bills to pay, you got family, you got babies crying, you have all that against you. Part of your tribe, part of your family, part of your culture is going to go out and say, hey, t- today we're going to fly. Today we're going to try our best to be something greater than what we are, like elevate ourselves. And, and you watch these guys on the pitch and um, they're creating this narrative of like, hey, let's escape or not even escape, but let's like show who we are. Let's put all of our grit, that working class um, tradition and determination on the pitch, play against these teams that have big money and say, hey, you know, like we're still going to stand proud and strong. And I think that's why people go so nuts over the players and whether they give or whether they don't give. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because they're representing us, you know, and when we see Noble out there sacrificing and giving all his grit, uh, we, we, we we get behind and say, hey, that's me. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's what I want to be. That's who I want to be. And, um, yeah, so I think that's West, the, the magic of West Ham, the West Ham way. I love it, dude. Um, so getting off of how you became a West Ham fan, yeah. getting off of all that, when we recently, you just uh, spent some time over there. Am yes. I right? Yes. Dude, yes. So, so fill our listeners in on that a little bit. Tell us about the trip. And, and I know... Uh, that you had quite the experience, but I'll let you tell it. <laughs> so I'd been over for one um, uh, home match versus Man United last year, and well, at the Macclesfield Town match, which was, uh, I brought some American luck, I guess. So I don't want to be mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. jerk American fans, but yeah, they, mm-hmm. some of my English friends were like, please come back because we had a great win that week. But I really wanted to go to an away match because I heard that that's really where, you know, you're not just observing, you're being a part of it. You're standing, you're chanting, you're representing your whole force there and trying to uplift the team. Um, and so I wanted to go to that. So I, I got you know, a flight over there and didn't have a ticket till the last minute because it's so hard for Americans to get uh, away tickets. I know Scott Davis is um, kind of sharing about how to get tickets uh, and the ticket tradition for Americans when it comes to away matches. But I had Baz help me out and another guy um, named Dave franklin um and uh they helped me get this ticket at the last minute so i showed up i took a the tube and then an overground train to watford uh, met up at this bar and uh, i thought i was going to be i didn't know with the away match if we would be clobbered by other fans from the opposing team <laughs> but um we went into this bar and there's just hundreds of west ham fans talking they bought me drinks they bought me shots uh we started singing chants that i'd never heard of here in the u.s in the u.s you know stuff that's not on online and um they all like was like gave me much respect for for coming all the way over to see it um baz was a top man you know he he introduced me to all his friends and family and bought me drinks and and made me feel really uh, comfortable and then we went out to this match i went down stood three rows with him like forget the seat i actually gave him he kind of snuck me down to his seat and uh um his niece stood up on the chairs behind us and the whole time we were just chanting all these songs like you couldn't even imagine like uh when watford started losing or when they were losing and people were leaving uh there's even this song uh is this a fire drill is this a fire drill is this a fire drill uh and i just was like all right i'm singing this too um haller ale had the the bicycle kick Mm-hmm. and uh noble scored the penalty which is like to see a classic noble penalty it's like yes you know this is this is what dreams are, are made of yeah. here <laughs> um and then uh baz with all his connections and his love for the club and um he actually got 
Declan to uh, to wait. We had to like run down an alley and across the street and over to where Declan waited for us in a in a car. Uh, that's Declan Rice, and uh, he had saved a jacket for his his um, track top for me um, because he'd given away a shirt to X's uh, daughter. Uh, that's mm. XWH employee's daughter. So he's like, "Oh, I don't have a match worn shirt, but I here's my track top." Which I was like, "I'll, I'll take it." Um, yeah. <laughs> and then sadly, I was a real big jerk because Declan had waited all this time. And he's a young guy. And he's getting his fame and he's getting prestige. And 15 feet away, I saw Mark Noble standing there. So I almost dropped the track top to go. I was like, Noble was starting to leave, and I said, I have to see Noble. Like, I have to say hello to Noble. So I, like, kind of did this awkward, like, all right, just hold this, take some pictures with some people, ran over to Mark Noble and uh, shook his hand and told him what a great leader uh, he was and uh, how I admired him and tried to live up to some of his things. And he just stood there and smiled. Like, you could even see, like, I don't mean to make it all whatever, but his, uh, he was like, you could see the light shining in his, like, eyes he just gave me this smile and was like yeah thanks and like shook my hand <laughs> can i get a picture get a selfie it was just embarrassing um but i needed to and uh then i ran around and there was also um like i guess with when you look at the club a lot of the south american players were all hanging out together so mm-hmm. we had um we had balbuena at four niles um who uh, Carlos Sanchez and Felipe Anderson were all like hanging out together. So I kind of managed to, they were, they were more subdued and kind of nervous about the, or didn't want to be bothered a little bit, but um, right. Felipe Anderson took a picture of me and with me. And so did uh, Carlos Sanchez who gave me a big smile and, and they actually were kind. And, uh, and then uh, Baz was able to get from the kit man, a, a Yarmolenko uh, uh, match shirt. So um, I, I was I was just hoping that I could get into the match. Like, talk about low expectations. With I was hoping just to get there, um, and to meet my favorite players um, and receive that stuff. It was just a thrill. It was like uh, the rest of the trip was didn't even matter to me. Um, you're probably like you're probably floating. I bet at that moment, like yeah. And, and you look like for for the listeners that haven't seen the pictures, we're in a uh, a WhatsApp group and. And so we're all chatting before the game, you know, Brad's over there, Brad's watching this match, and then you get the noble, you know, you get the noble penalty kick, and I'm like, wow, like he got to experience that. Yeah. And then out of that, then all of a sudden, then the bicycle kick happens at the end of the match, you're like, <laughs> holy crap, you got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start flooding us with pictures later on about how you got to see this person and that person. Yeah. Dude, what a trip, what a trip. And and I can't I can't recommend it enough. I've, I've never been to an away match. Yeah. I've been to two home matches, and... uh those were great. I got to go to the Bowland, so that's something. Oh that yeah, I, yeah. You always I'll have, never get to you see. Always have that. Yeah, I always have that, and I was scared to death. I was. I, I just kind of gotten into West Ham and didn't really know. Yeah. I didn't know much about it. I was just going, and uh, the only. I mean, I got lucky. Bought a ticket off of like StubHub or somewhere like that. No kidding. And, and just I got lucky. Went. Yeah. It was the only person I knew, so I didn't get to really engulf myself, man. But living vicariously through you, like what a. <laughs> What a freaking trip that was! And then, no, I, I, f- I forgot to mention. I even when I was running down to meet Declan, I ran past Ogbana and uh, Antonio, and I, I like shook Ogbana's hand, even though at the time I was like, "Oh, you're not my favorite," but like <laughs> still, yeah, I was in awe of him. And he's a big dude. Like, he's, uh, you know, you you see him. He's he was taller than me. I'm six six one, 
and I'm about 200 pounds, but he was bigger than me and gave me a firm handshake. So I was like, I wouldn't want to come against you as a player. Um, but uh, yeah, and I also just want to say, like, besides meeting like the fandom, meeting the players, one thing that you and I really experienced as as West Ham fans meeting at the West Ham Way event, like meeting up with all the English supporters and having them accept me into their family um, and learning their chants and like getting their history. And I heard stories, you know, about, you know, although I don't approve of violence, uh, you know, some fun stories about how, you know, some hooliganism or like what used to happen pre-matches. That was just like to be involved with that and to let them for them to let me into their world like that was um, as equal equal a thrill. Oh yeah, so, it, it's yeah. it's totally great. It's not like we're we're not shut off by any means because we are uh, Americans or yeah. anything like that. It's it's great to to be able to get that experience and to get that opportunity just to to meet them and uh, yeah, I, I can't express it enough. If you have not been to a West Ham Way event, if you have not been to a match, folks, you got to get over there and you yeah. got to find any way to just engulf yourself. Twitter's a yeah. good place. You meet a lot of cool people on Twitter uh facebook too i know people follow on that but yeah. what a great it, it's a family it truly is a family it is. you see you know you see the top six clubs you see the 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 man cities and the man united's and liverpool's and the and the spuds and all that and, and they their the fans tear each other up they're, they're not right. a family if they stop being good i don't think you would see as many fans being around right um west Ham, man we 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 love we love it in the suck i guess is one way to put it <laughs> But uh, so true, man. It's such a good experience. Let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. I know we don't have too much more time with you, but fast forward into this Monday's match. Um, this recording's going to be coming out right before the match, kind of a pre-match thing. With that, uh, what do you think? What's your take on the match? I know we talked about it on the podcast just the other day. I kind of yeah. said that, like, you know, it, it's it's almost like one of those trap games because you got Man United coming up next week. Right. It, it's in a way kind of like a trap game. We call that here in the United States, but it's a match where uh, anything can possibly happen. What do you think? You know, um, to be honest, watching Aston Villa against Palace, I was not impressed at all. And I know that was a unique match, although their record is not so well. I, I didn't, for all that Jack Grealish is. I didn't see much of a midfield. I think he he's a kind of midfielder that can be everywhere, but also can be nowhere. Mm-hmm. And um, they played a 4-3-3 that was wide. And uh, to be honest, I didn't see like where the threat was coming from. And um, I think if, I don't know if Declan can like man mark uh, uh, a Grealish. Um, the thing I think we should worry about is like, they do play wide if if they're playing like two you know attacking midfielders one being Grealish and then two wingers uh, maybe one being El Ghazi because there are other guys on a red card so he mm-hmm. suspended uh, Trezeguet or whatever um, we just really have to watch where we're weak which I think is you know the the wings like the right 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 back and left back position um, if we don't get attacked down there if we like concentrate on that. I think we can hold them off, and just like any other uh, match, I think West Ham's weak weakness, especially against a lesser team, is like when they come out, you know, balling from the start. If they charge on us that first fifteen minutes and get a goal, then we have like playing catch up is never fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, if we hold off their attack down the wings and Declan marks. Uh, 
Grealish, I don't think they have any threat to us. Um, and they have like two or three injuries right now. Um, their goalkeeper, uh, I guess Heaton, mm-hmm. he's he's pretty decent. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think with our attack right now, if we go with the same. Now, I, I don't want to. I always like referencing, cross-referencing, you know, other podcasts. They show some podcasts love support. I I happen to side with X um, from West Hamway UK in that like keep your winning team. Mm-hmm. You know, just because there's a better player, I think you should keep the player that's doing that's in proper form, even if he's you know. So keep it Ogbana over over Balbuena for now. Uh, keep all you know. Keep Lanzini and keep right. keep Yarmolenko. Give him another. Give him another at least sixty, and then sub on uh, the Scotsman McMessy. You know. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> but I think we keep playing our four-two-three-one or that like four-one-four. 4-1, uh, Noble in, and I think we can really do some damage. Yeah, I agree uh, with two things. You're talking about the midfield. It's funny, the midfield's not uh, maybe necessarily their strong suit, yet that's where all their kind of points have come from, either with the goals or the assists. They've had a couple. I think the 1-4 yeah. has gotten the goal, but the rest of it's been on midfield, and um, I do agree with you and X. You know, we show some love. We love X, man, and, and but yeah. when you guys listen to this, it was funny listening to Dave and X kind of go back and forth because they, they disagree. It's, they, they disagree. Yeah. It's, it's madness. And this is a little bit, I don't want to be that guy, but, you know, we're going to brag a little bit because we got to meet X and we know what X yeah. looks like. And it's just maddening now listening to him talk and, and, and just imagining <laughs> the faces. It's probably making me talking about it. It's great. Yeah. Um, absolutely awesome, dude. Uh, you got a score prediction for us? Uh, phew, I always get nervous. I'm not as optimistic as as Green Street Hammers. Y'all always <laughs> seem to have uh, some really optimistic scorelines. I would overly optimistic. Yeah. I would say um, two one us. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's good. I, I haven't come out with mine yet. Uh, luckily, it's a uh, it's a Monday match, so I got a couple more days to think about <laughs> it. But <laughs> yeah, I agree. I say maybe, I lay yeah. and uh, I say I lay and maybe Lanzini or some odd midfield goal that we we shoot in. Mm-hmm. it'd be good to see Lanzini finally get out there and you know if if Allaire can keep it going and uh what a what a jewel he's been let's talk about him real quick I know you gotta yeah. go a bit but dude what it, like you know you look at Maxi Gomez the guy we were initially gonna sign oh yeah I think he's played not three matches so well. yeah maybe three matches hasn't scored not doing so hot like this and their team's actually lower than uh Celta Viga or whatever the team that he joined up with is actually mm-hmm. lower on the table than the team he left agreed um, and I actually you know what I'm going to say this like, you know, good old Muggo. Uh, <laughs> I was never more sad for him to leave us because I really, he was in the first Southampton match where I watched and he scored twice. I, mm-hmm. We all loved Marco. We really did. And then he burnt us. But having Hilaire up there, he is just so calm. He plays so well on the ball, such good hold up play, can do so many different things. I'm just I'm in love with the guy like uh, he's number six right now with strikers for goals. So uh, in the PL. So I think he can keep climbing and he's just like he's so composed and he's a big dude. Like there's just trust. I have trust in him. And uh, so I, I think he can take us, you know, three and three. I mean, if we keep that rate up, can you imagine you know, even 30 out of 30, that would be like nuts, right. you know, uh, even half that 15 would be better than the Mark, the Muggo scored, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree in the love of Marco, but that's, that's me looking at it negatively. I think at the time too, yeah, yeah. I was ecstatic to have him. And, uh, 
he was good, but all love is gone and lost because you know he's off yeah. in China now collecting trophies. Or, or, <laughs> I'm, or still <laughs> I'm still a little sad. I'm still a little sad. I'm still a little sad, but uh, yeah, he wasn't well, a help. Well, dude, it was great getting you on here. Um, I'm gonna let you take us out a little bit. Let people know who you are. We talked about that. We talked about your experiences. How can people follow you? Where can people find you? Uh, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter or uh, Facebook at New Orleans Hammers or New Orleans West Ham United Support. Um, and then if you're ever down in New Orleans, uh, we're kind of creating something here at Finn McCool's off of Bank Street where they play Premier Leagues at 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, and uh, we're trying to grow our... Uh, our group there because it's Tottenham and Liverpool fans mostly. So uh, come on down to Finn McCool's on a match day. You'll either see me or one other solitary West Ham fan. And uh, uh, always check out Green Street and American West Ham podcast because just fantastic guys that I got to meet at the West Ham Way USA event. Absolutely, man. Well, we appreciate it. Glad you got to get on here and uh, come on you irons. All right. All right, well, we are back with the second portion of tonight's podcast, and we just got done talking to Brad, and now we are moving on to the lovely Lena Starr. Lena, how are you? I am very good. How are you doing, Jeremiah? I'm doing great. So I'm extremely excited to get you on here. Obviously, we met in Vegas, and uh, we got some time to talk and catch up and, and really get to know each other. I mean, other, other than following each other on Twitter, um, really that event was pretty cool. I don't know. Did you, uh, enjoy it? Did you, are you excited about doing it again next year? I hear it's going to be in your hometown. Yes. I, I loved it. I mean, I thought it was great in Vegas too, just because, well, you know, like we were all hanging out even after we did the, um, the event in the morning on Saturday and we went out at night or I can't remember if that was Friday night or Saturday night, but it was just really nice to hang out with everybody and to get to know everyone. And it's nice that people treated me like a normal West Ham fan, which was really <laughs> really refreshing i mean it happens here too so i so in la like the hollywood hammers groups get together and actually they just messaged me on twitter a little while ago because on monday i'm going to go to the fox and hounds so if anyone's awesome. my stalker that's they'll know where to find me um, <laughs> i usually post last minute where i'm if i'm going to go see a match um with the group but they're always like super nice and um yeah and they, i mean they have no idea who the hell i am maybe one or two of the guys but really it's just like i, just, I get to be incognito and just enjoy the match and um you know eat breakfast and stuff like that um right. but yeah no i'm really excited for it to go to la i mean regardless of whether where they decide for sure i mean i think that they definitely have their mindset in la mm-hmm. i mean both of the cities are huge and they have huge groups of supporters so i think it would be good especially because now i found out at that event that there's la hammers who live in like east la and they're, mm-hmm. they're like a whole separate group that i've never seen before because they watch at a different pub that's farther away from um, from where I go to see it with the Hollywood Hammers group. But yeah. it just goes to show that, like, even just in L.A., you know, there's so many fans, let alone all over the world. 
And I love. Oh, and it was it was great. Those dudes were great as far as they knew all the chants, they knew all the songs, they were getting into it. I mean, so much so that one of them had to get carted off. And uh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> I was, hear... no, that was some Hollywood hammers. Yeah, yeah, that was Hollywood. I, hammers, I recognized so. him too, and he's such a nice guy. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to call him out on Monday if he's there. Right, and make sure he's uh, pacing himself. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure he is because he'll be at home, so he doesn't, you know. But um, but it's a it's a really good group of people here and there, and so I'm really excited to reunite with everyone because I almost feel like if we all keep doing it every every year, it'll be like a really fun like almost reunion thing, you know, for us to, and then we can all like you know like we're doing right now, like you and I cut up a little bit. I think it'll be fun to see everybody and see what guest stars again every year, you know. Um, but I love helping out. I mean, it's not a big deal for me. Like, rarely do I, like, in my position, get any, to do anything in charity because it's not really, like, normal <laughs> to make right. in charity. Right. But um, but it's just fun to be able to help out and also just to meet everybody because, like, there really is no difference. And um, it's good to see X and Dave because I had never met them until that event, but I talked to them all the time. And, you know, obviously it's just a geographical barrier. So mm -hmm. it was just it was really fun to finally, like, you know, say hi and be like, especially when you've been friends with someone online for so long. No, I love it. And the, and the listeners here on Green Street probably get annoyed because we still talk about Vegas. I mean, we're like a month past it, and I feel like right? every week I bring it up somehow. But Lena, Thanks let's too. take a step. Let's take a step back. Um, obviously, you're from LA. Or you live in LA originally from Poland, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So obviously moved here at some point in time. But really, what I want to find out is why West Ham. What uh, what it was that brought you to become a fan of this club? Well, so like a rough timeline. So I moved to the United States when I was seven. So it was a long time ago. But oh. when I was in college, um, around like the year 2011, um, I was studying abroad and living in London. And I had a boyfriend at the time who was a big um, Liverpool fan. Okay. So he took me to see a Liverpool West Ham game thinking, of course, you know, I would follow, you know, like I would follow his team and I would be so for it. But um, as soon as I actually, honestly, it was the bubble song that caught me and like made me so overjoyed. And then also seeing just the enthusiasm of the fans um, was really great. And in that match, um, West Ham actually lost, but it didn't really matter to me because I, I felt like the, I don't know, the way the supporters were and the chant was, I just kind of like fell in love with the team from then on. And it, you know, uh, it sounds really silly, but like I fell out of love with the guy and I fell in love with West Ham and it kind of carried me through and also helped me remember my love of London when I did go back um, mm -hmm. to the States. So, you know, I haven't really been back since then, which is unfortunate. So I haven't really been able to see any other matches in person, but I, I deal with the time difference and I will wake up every single time to watch a game <laughs> in LA, unless like, something happened like I think you know a few times in the past maybe I was just so overworked and I had to sleep through it or I had something during the match that I couldn't reschedule but I honestly have scheduled things around it and people would be like why can't you do this in this morning and I'm not like very few people will understand if I actually said the real answer I just say you know like I'm not available yeah I'm busy during that time no, I, 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 do, I do the same thing. I schedule work around West Ham, and I schedule sleep around West Ham. And my right. wife and kids, they think I'm nuts. But, uh, you know, it, it's just a whole its a whole thing. And, and I love the fact that you said you mentioned you went to the game. They lost. At least West Ham wasn't really like – they weren't setting you up right away, right? They, you kind of knew there might be a little life yeah, and misery exactly. behind it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not – I wasn't doing it because I think it was – I mean, even at the time, it was – 
very um, popular or anything to support them. I just thought there was just something so great about like the spirit of the team. Because even after they lost, you know, the supporters were still just, you know, it's not like they were like, oh, fuck my team, you know, blah, blah, blah. They were still just, you know, hardcore West Ham fans. You could just see it in everybody and the enthusiasm and the songs and the chants. And it was just way better. So like, it, and that has continued to this day, I think, as you continue to be a West Ham fan for anyone, that it's bittersweet. And even with when they lose, like we still cheer them on and we still support them, mm-hmm. which I think is very important um, when you're an actual, like true fan of the team. You just, and I like, I read the news every day on News Now for West Ham updates and like the so in case anyone wants to mention something, like I feel like I know everything before it even gets on Twitter because yeah. I saw the Reddit guys and also news articles that are on there. So, Right. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't disagree with you more. I'm always on there checking it out. And, and Twitter is a great source. Twitter, I think you, you hear a lot of stories like yeah, yourself or mine, how we went to go see a game. Um, and I, was, I started becoming a fan right around the same time, uh, 2011, 2012. And I got to go to the bowl in and see all that. And, it was a great experience and a great time, but you talk to people now and they kind of fall in love through Twitter, through the fans on Twitter, because it's a great yeah. fan base that we have on there. And we don't kind of, we don't write each other off. Um, you see a bunch of other fan bases do that. And I think occasionally we will, you get a lot of people that they'll get in and out and they'll get upset about this and maybe more so a couple of years ago, but things are seeming to be more moving towards, you know, the optimistic side of things. And, Hopefully right, I don't yeah, say that right. and, and jinx it, but I know, um, right? I'm gonna knock on wood right now for both of us. <laughs> but no, I mean it's something you can't I think you're right, you can't help. And I think that it's um one of the things that I've seen, especially when I read some of those um articles and news now, I see people who are complaining about players after one match where we did something wrong. But it's you know, it's hard not to when you love some a team so fiercely and should not mm-hmm. want to be like, Why didn't you play better? Why didn't you do this or or why didn't you know? Why didn't Pellegrini put in this player or something like that? Or why did that guy get substituted? And it's hard not to get frustrated, but you know we also don't know. We're not, you know, at the at the end of the day, it's only our opinion, and we um, and we don't really know any better, though we always think we do than the coach. So, of course, yeah, we're all uh, armchair managers, if that's what you want to or call us, it. Yeah, yeah, I should say manager. I was just thinking, I was just talking about. American football not too long ago, so I have mm-hmm. like I have some American terms stick in my head sometimes. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, as long as we don't call it soccer, you know. Then oh my god, no, upset. yeah, it's hard because <laughs> I have to clarify to every person I talk to when they're like, "Oh, what's what's ham?" and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Uh, it's a English football team, you know, like soccer." And and I I have I have to cringe because like I always want to say football first, and then I clarify because no one I really talk to is European, so they won't understand. But if they are European, then I know I can say football without them um, without them not understanding, you know, without them um, misunderstanding what I'm saying. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I get caught all the time. I'm like, people, my friends that I work with will ask me, they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I write a, uh, a football blog or I do a football podcast. And they're like, oh, what, what NFL team? I'm like, no. Yeah, you're like, no. European football. Enough. Sorry. Yeah, not yeah, that exactly. crap. Yeah. <laughs> so people that don't know you um, – probably wouldn't realize i guess how much of a how big of a west ham fan you are not just of like following it but like you're into the stats and everything right like you're you, you yeah. seem to like totally encompass this whole life yeah yeah it's well it's really fun like even today like just for fun when i was waiting for like guys to come fix the thermometer in my apartment i was watching like on youtube um the two truths and lie with like uh with all the players and it was hilarious i think mm-hmm. uh, i have to say that 
Snodgrass seems like the best person in the world to go out with and like get drunk with. Just oh, cause God, he's, yeah. he's so hilarious. And I really enjoyed watching that. And then Cresswell too. And um, at the time Chicharito was in it. So obviously it was a little while ago, but like, even then, like, I feel like there was so much camaraderie between them, you know? And, um, and I just, it's nice to see, you know, to like see behind the scenes stuff and, um, you know, and see how the players are doing. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a, a good uh, hobby to have for lack of a better word, because I feel like my whole life is surrounded by like sex work and porn. And mm. then it's nice to have that reprieve that like part of my Twitter is like all football. Mm-hmm. And uh, another topic, like one time, this is going to sound really weird, but I literally, I'm pretty positive I booked a shoot because when the guy who called me um, and said like, hey, you know, like I'm just going to interview because someone referred you to do this movie, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I heard he was, I, you know, obviously I could hear on the phone that he had a British accent. So right away I started asking him, I was like, so what football team do you support? And we started talking mm-hmm. so much shit to each other because I, <laughs> I can't remember who he supported. It was either like Manchester um United or Arsenal or maybe even Manchester City but something like that just made me go like well I didn't even listen honestly I just said if it's not West Ham it's you know it's crap so but it was great because like we had that banter and we started talking about London and stuff like that and so he barely was even asking me questions about like anything else he just was going on the um, referral I got from one of my friends Mm -hmm. and so I feel like it's a it's a nice thing to be able to um, find common ground with people about that's hilarious. That's really funny. I totally um, think it was that because, like, if I wasn't so, you know, if I wasn't bringing that up, like, he would have just thought, like, you, you know, you can't really tell who someone is over the phone or just from someone's um, right. referral. So he could tell that I was, you know, very, I don't know, that I had a good head on my shoulders, I guess. Obviously, I do my <laughs> support with him. Right. So I'm going to ask a little bit of an edgy question. I mean, yeah. you see, you see football a lot. It's kind of based around, you know. It's a man sport, man this and man that. You ever get a lot of grief for uh, kind of knowing a lot of stuff about the game, but being a woman? Does that ever come up? Oh, of course. But the thing yeah. is, like, I've gotten grief like so much in the other aspect of my job, just because mm-hmm. I'm a woman who has sex on camera. That <laughs> it's like I'm so used to taking shit from people that if it's if people are talking shit about me just for being a woman supporting football, it's honestly like it's nothing to me now. Like I'm right. so. Used to filtering through and like sometimes I don't even bother to respond but mostly especially if it's someone making fun of me um and I can see like especially in like their twitter icon like that they're English or that they follow football and then I start making fun of their team and so it's just (laughs) not a big deal like for me like you know I would hope that some of my knowledge and my commentary like can speak for itself but even if people talk shit like it's whatever it's not I don't have to defend myself to anyone, so mostly it's right. just a fun way to just talk, talk shit to people. But then I just I mean, block them, and then my day goes on, and I don't think about them ever again. <laughs> and I mean, you got props like the props of all props. I mean, X even he gave you some props on your football knowledge and, and just kind of everything you know about the sport. So that's uh, that's always cool, especially getting to meet that guy out in Vegas. That was something special. But right? um, that was really special to me. I told him I was like I was so nervous to meet you, and I was so pissed when he came out with the mask. You know, because yeah. I was just like, yeah. if he keeps that on, this is ridiculous. I mean, we, like, I think you and I were the ones talking about it. You and I, and um, who's the kid from New York? Um, Nick. 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 We're talking about it. 
And we were just like, well, at this point, nothing can be a disappointment because we have no idea what the hell he looks like. Right. And then when we saw him, it was just so exciting. And I, and it is very surreal to meet mm-hmm. someone in person. Like, I, I'm imagining, like, back in the day, like, people doing, like, online dating without pictures or something like that. And that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, not knowing what someone looks like, getting so excited to meet them or a blind date or something. And then when I finally see Axel, it was just, it was very great. Yeah. And he's, he is really great for, um, for trying to back me up because, uh, you know, he has no reason to do that other than like we're kind of friends now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we're much better friends now after the event, now that we met, like me, him and Dave. And, um, I know that they talked about the fact that I was in their room and a lot of people in <laughs> that parody account, you know, start talking shit or whatever. Um, it's something like, oh, thank And I was just like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, everyone who I hang out with is married. And why, just because I, just because of my job, do you just infer that all of a sudden, like, it's not all about football or West Ham. Some, and then it just goes, like, in a totally different direction. So that was really <laughs> annoying because it's like, and I don't know. Sorry. I just wanted, that was just really aggravating. No, but, no you're good. I completely get that. So, um, so besides Vegas, besides hanging out with the uh, the guys in LA, and besides in 2011 when you were over there, kind of studying abroad, have you been to any other events, any other West Ham matches? What kind of other experiences do you have? Um, honestly, until I moved to LA, I didn't I know that there were like actual groups of people who got together. Um, it was actually um someone like someone had to introduce me to the fact that like that there was a Hollywood Hammers thing. And like through Twitter, um, and so once I found about it, you know, through Twitter, and I contacted them, and I figured out where it was, and then I like started making friends with the matches. So really, it's more like since I've moved to LA, which is I want to say like two, three, uh, two and a half years ago, almost mm-hmm. three. Um, so since then, I've just been watching the matches at every single pub that they go to. But that's been my only uh, experience, other than I think I own like way too much west ham um merchandise in my place like oh yeah so i so that's my only other (laughs) relation like i own like the baubles to put on the christmas tree i have that like (laughs) license plate i have um i just got like the um the beer mug set that has that comes with like um uh what's it called posters and a bar towel Mm -hmm. and like i own at least one jersey that's personalized, obviously, because I wear it to the event with my name on it, with Lena Star in the back and 69, yeah. which is hilarious. And then I own like, uh, like I, I own an England shirt from the um, from the World Cup, but that's I'm just thinking about everything I own. And then I own like at least like three or four other shirts, and those are just plain ones. Plus another jersey uh, or two jerseys are coming in the mail for me because I they were just a recent sale line. So I own way too much stuff. I and completely I just, agree. I, I like to wait to the airport actually whenever I travel, yeah. Because people like like that's like one of the few places where a random person will see it and will go like, "Oh, hey, great team," and yeah. not have to feel weird about it because they can just keep walking to their gate or whatever. But well, plus it's good to wear. I run into I do the same thing. I always wear something West Ham when I travel, and uh, you run into other football supporters usually because we're here in america some top six teams some man u man city liverpool oh yeah spurs somebody like that but yeah you you always seem to run into them yeah same thing with me i don't ever order anything but anytime a new package comes to the door my wife's always like something else west ham i'm like yeah oh yeah i own the egg cup too (laughs) like 
I own a mug, everything. It's just sad. And there's more stuff I want to buy. Like I just saw like a robe on Amazon, and I really mm-hmm. want that, like a bathrobe. Man, that'd be legit. Yeah, if you find yeah. that, you let me know. You send me that link. <laughs> oh, I can send that to you. Plus, they have slippers, all this stuff. I've just been. It's really hard for me. And I don't have kids yet. One day I will when I mm-hmm. finally settle down. I find a man. Um, but there's even like West Ham stuff for you know kids, like little rompers. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably have at least one. Or if you yeah. have it, it's probably because your wife was like, okay, can we just like take it down a notch? And yeah, I, I I bought a couple onesies and things like that, and uh, and, and they grew out of it quick or they disappeared. I don't know. Maybe my wife. Yeah, got rid well, of that's it, but... the thing with kids. <laughs> the other thing that I have is because I've been planning on getting a puppy for a very long time, but I've just been traveling too much for work. Is I already have a dog outfit, like the, the West Ham jersey, and it's just sitting in the closet, just waiting for whenever I get that puppy. <laughs> So we, awesome. you got to do it. You got to get on it. Oh yeah, uh, no, she is going to be West Ham till they die. Exactly. <laughs> so let's fast forward a little bit. Um, obviously, we don't have a match this weekend, but we got a match on Monday, so we kind of get to watch other matches, kind of see what's going on through the Premier League, where we might finish in the table after Week Five. But uh, what's kind of your what's kind of your outlook on the on the Villa match? What's your thoughts? Well, since um, Atletico just got promoted, I don't think it should be. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't be. I'm not going to jinx us, but you know, it shouldn't be a hard match. It should be something we should win. Um, I think that uh, they should definitely keep the same lineup. Um, like as long as they have a winning lineup of what are we been doing. Like I really like um, Alera up front, and if um, I heard something about like Lanzini, it was in, uh, since he was away, he might be rested on Monday. We don't know that obviously until X posts his lineup, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, so if Lanzini is out, something about, um, you know, like maybe Fornell's in his position just because just because of that. But other than that, I mean, I think we've been doing very well and I want to keep the momentum going forward. But I don't I also don't want to jinx them or even or God forbid they think it's going to be so easy that they, you know, that they underestimate them like they like that's happened before. I can't. Um, I'm trying to remember. I couldn't take my time. But it's we played very recently who we should have beaten um well whatever anyway mm-hmm. i just think that it should be an easy match no it should be i think you're absolutely right and i think as west ham supporters we we get so used to having those matches right where we think we're going to win and the team doesn't show up so this yes. season the kind of the season i mean the the brighton match was a little bit like that but they came back and then you know norwich we took care of norwich though we took care of wofford those are games that i think typically you might see West Ham kind of play down for. So it is refreshing. Definitely don't want to jinx it, but I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, kind of, I kind of want to see Lanzini play, but at the same time, I think that getting four nows out there might be fun to watch him too. Cause I think if he plays in the center, he might be really good and we might be going, but yeah, I mean, I think either way, this is definitely one of those matches that if we're going to be the club that everyone's saying we're going to be right, we move to the London stadium or whatever it's going to be called here in a couple of weeks. And we move to, um, a bigger ground, and you know we're we're pushing towards all these like European football, Champions League football. Um, we have to beat these teams, right? I mean, if that's what we want, top six, we got to finish it. So I think you're absolutely right on that. But I, I think the old West Ham fan in us uh, makes us a little skeptical still. I know it's really hard to not be like this should be easy, and then be like, please don't fuck up, please don't. You know, <laughs> just they should always play as though they're playing Manchester United. Not that you should have the same strategy. For every single match, because that would be incorrect. Obviously, you can't mm-hmm. just play everyone the same way. Um, 
but I just mean always be prepared as though that team is going to come at you with everything they've got. And just on the off chance that, you know, they're playing a fucking phenomenal game. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we're like, wait, what the hell? Where did that come from? And yeah, so that's just, that's what I think. I mean, obviously, you know, like you said, like sometimes they just don't show up and but we still love them anyway. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. They could be league two and we're still going to love them. Exactly. But, yeah. But Lena, look, I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate taking the time and I know we uh, we're running out of time here, but uh, real briefly, I obviously mentioned LA. Um, you, you're more, are you on all the social medias? More so Twitter, right? We'll stick to Twitter. Yeah, no, I'm on okay. every single social media. So, like, mm-hmm. I do have a website that has every single thing linked on it if you need to find <laughs> it, really. So, li- literally, lenastar.com has everything, and that's lenastar with two R's. But other than okay. that, I would say that, um, that yeah, like, Twitter's my main thing, especially if you want to see West Ham posts. So, and um, if you want to know, obviously, my at is lenastarxxx. <laughs> I might be shadow banned. I'm not 100% sure. Sometimes it comes up. On people's, if you try to search for me, sometimes you just have to type in the full name and then click search. That just happens to a lot of people in court. So, heads up. Heads up. Yeah, and uh, obviously following you on Twitter, you get a lot of good information. You're always posting about West Ham stuff, and it's just been a joy. So, Lena, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for coming on and talk to us, and uh, and hopefully we'll talk again soon, okay? Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Absolutely. Come on, you irons. Yeah, come on, you irons. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.